This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. Want to encounter scripture in a fresh and beautiful new way? Keep listening to learn about a New Testament in English by Native North Americans for Native North Americans and all English-speaking peoples. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truth Table. Your word is truth, your word is life. Presented by Innervar City Press. Your word is truth, your word is life. A daily audio Bible podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes, that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, Leviticus chapter 21 through Leviticus chapter 22, verse 16. Leviticus chapter 21, Rules for the Priests. The Lord said to Moses, Say to the priests, the sons of Aaron, Say to them, For a dead person, no priest is to defile himself among his people, except for his close relative who is near to him, his mother, his father, his son, his daughter, his brother, and his virgin sister who is near to him, who has no husband, he may defile himself for her. He must not defile himself as a husband among his people so as to profane himself. Priests must not have a bald spot shaved on their head. They must not shave the corner of their beard, and they must not cut slashes in their body. They must be holy to their God, and they must not profane the name of their God because they are the ones who present the Lord's gifts, the food of their God. Therefore, they must be holy. They must not take a wife defiled by prostitution, nor are they to take a wife divorced from her husband, for the priest is holy to his God. You must sanctify him because he presents the food of your God. He must be holy to you because I, the Lord who sanctifies you all, am holy. If a daughter of a priest profanes herself by engaging in prostitution, she is profaning her father. She must be burned to death. Rules for the High Priest The high priest who is greater than his brothers, and on whose head the anointing oil is poured, and who has been ordained to wear the priestly garments, must neither dishevel the hair of his head nor tear his garments. He must not go where there is any dead person. He must not defile himself even for his father or for his mother. He must not go out from the sanctuary and must not profane the sanctuary of his God, because the dedication of the anointing oil of his God is on him. I am the Lord. He must take a wife who is a virgin. He must not marry a widow, a divorced woman, or one profaned by prostitution. He may only take a virgin from his people as a wife so that he does not profane his children among his people, for I am the Lord who sanctifies him. 
Rules for the Priesthood The Lord spoke to Moses, Tell Aaron, No man from your descendants throughout their generations who has a physical flaw is to approach to present the food of his God. Certainly no man who has a physical flaw is to approach a blind man or one who is lame or one with a slit nose or who has a limb too long or a man who has had a broken leg or arm or a hunchback or a dwarf or one with a spot in his eye or a festering eruption, or a feverish rash, or a crushed testicle. No man from the descendants of Aaron, the priest, who has a physical flaw, may step forward to present the Lord's gifts. He has a physical flaw, so he must not step forward to present the food of his God. He may eat both the most holy and the holy food of his God, but he must not go near the special curtain or step forward to the altar because he has a physical flaw. Thus he must not profane my holy places, for I am the Lord who sanctifies them. So Moses spoke these things to Aaron, his sons, and all the Israelites. Leviticus chapter 22, verses 1 through 16. Regulations for the eating of priestly stipends. The Lord spoke to Moses, Tell Aaron and his sons that they must deal respectfully with the holy offerings of the Israelites, which they consecrate to me, so that they do not profane my holy name. I am the Lord. Say to them throughout your generations, if any man from all your descendants approaches the holy offerings, which the Israelites consecrate to the Lord, while he is impure, that person must be cut off from before me. I am the Lord. No man from the descendants of Aaron who is diseased or has a discharge may eat the holy offerings until he becomes clean. The one who touches anything made unclean by contact with a dead person or with a man who has a seminal emission or with a man who touches a swarming thing by which he becomes unclean or who touches a person by which he becomes unclean, whatever that person's impurity, the person who touches any of these will be unclean until evening and must not eat from the holy offerings unless he has bathed his body in water. When the sun goes down, he will be clean and afterward he may eat from the holy offerings because they are his food. He must not eat an animal that has died of natural causes or an animal torn by beasts and thus become unclean by it. I am the Lord. They must keep my charge so that they do not incur sin on account of it and therefore die because they profane it. I am the Lord who sanctifies them. No lay person may eat anything holy. Neither a priest's lodger nor a higher laborer may eat anything holy. But if a priest buys a person with his own money, that person may eat the holy offerings, and those born in the priest's own house may eat his food. If a priest's daughter marries a lay person, she may not eat the holy contribution offerings. But if a priest's daughter is a widow or divorced, and she has no children so that she returns to live in her father's house as in her youth, she may eat from her father's food, but no lay person may eat it. If a man eats a holy offering by mistake, he must add one-fifth to it and give the holy offering to the priests. They must not profane the holy offerings which the Israelites contribute to the Lord, and so cause them to incur a penalty for guilt when they eat their holy offerings, for I am the Lord who sanctifies them. Psalm chapter 102 The prayer of an oppressed man as he grows faint and pours out his lament before the Lord. O Lord, hear my prayer. Pay attention to my cry for help. Do not ignore me in my time of trouble. Listen to me. When I call out to you, quickly answer me. For my days go up in smoke and my bones are charred as in a fireplace. My heart is parched and withered like grass, for I am unable to eat food. Because of the anxiety that makes me groan, my bones protrude from my skin. 
I am like an owl in the wilderness. I am like a screech owl among the ruins. I stay awake. I am like a solitary bird on a roof. All day long my enemies taunt me. Those who mock me use my name in their curses. For I eat ashes as if they were bread and mix my drink with my tears. Because of your anger and raging fury. Indeed, you pick me up and throw me away. My days are coming to an end and I am withered like grass. But you, O Lord, rule forever, and your reputation endures. You will rise up and have compassion on Zion, for it is time to have mercy on her, for the appointed time has come. Indeed, your servants take delight in her stones and feel compassion for the dust of her ruins. The nations will respect the reputation of the Lord, and all the kings of the earth will respect his splendor. When the Lord rebuilds Zion and reveals his splendor, when he responds to the prayer of the destitute and does not reject their requests, the account of its intervention will be recorded for future generations. People yet to be born will praise the Lord, for he will look down from a sanctuary above. From heaven, the Lord will look toward earth in order to hear the painful cries of the prisoners and to set free those condemned to die so they may proclaim the name of the Lord in Zion and praise him in Jerusalem when the nations gather together and the kingdoms pay tribute to the Lord. He has taken away my strength in the middle of life. He has cut short my days. I say, oh my God, please do not take me away in the middle of my life. You endure through all generations. In earlier times, you established the earth. The skies are your handiwork. They will perish, but you will endure. They will wear out like a garment. Like clothes, you will remove them and they will disappear. But you remain. Your years do not come to an end. The children of your servants will settle down there and their descendants will live securely in your presence. New Testament reading. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 through 22. Hebrews chapter 11. People commended for their faith. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for, being convinced of what we do not see. For by it, the people of old received God's commendation. By faith, we understand that the worlds were set in order at God's command, so that the visible has its origin in the invisible. By faith, Abel offered God a greater sacrifice than Cain, and through his faith, he was commended as righteous because God commended him for his offerings, and through his faith he still speaks, though he is dead. By faith Enoch was taken up so that he did not see death, and he was not to be found because God took him up, for before his removal he had been commended as having pleased God. Now without faith it is impossible to please him, for the one who approaches God must believe that he exists, and that he rewards those who seek him. By faith Noah when he was warned about things not yet seen, with reverent regard, constructed an ark for the deliverance of his family. Through faith, he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place he would later receive as an inheritance, and he went out without understanding where he was going. By faith, he lived as a foreigner in the promised land as though it were a foreign country, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, who were fellow heirs of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with firm foundations, whose architect and builder is God. By faith, even though Sarah herself was barren and he was too old, He received the ability to procreate because he regarded the one who had given the promise to be trustworthy. 
So in fact, children were fathered by one man, and this one as good as dead, like the number of stars in the sky and like the innumerable grains of sand on the seashore. These all died in faith without receiving things promised, but they saw them in the distance and welcomed them and acknowledged that they were strangers and foreigners on the earth. For those who speak in such a way make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. In fact, if they had been thinking of the land that they had left, they would have had opportunity to return. But as it is, they aspire to a better land that is a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. He had received the promises, yet he was ready to offer up his only son. God had told him, through Isaac, descendants will carry on your name. And he reasoned that God could even raise him from the dead. And in a sense, he received him back from there. By faith, also, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning the future. By faith, Jacob, as he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph and worshipped as he leaned on his staff. By faith, Joseph, at the end of his life, mentioned the exodus of the sons of Israel and gave instructions about his burial. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. God, we thank you. Thank you so much, oh God, for your word. We are in Leviticus now, oh God, and seeing all of the tight, tight regulations about who can come into your holy tent and who can't, who can eat the holy food and who can't, or who the priests are to marry and who they are not to marry. God, I thank you that even though these passages can be very hard to read, oh God, we see, oh God, that Truly, you are a holy God. You had a higher standard, O oh God, for those who were in the priesthood, O oh Lord God. And I thank you, O oh God, that because Jesus is our great high priest, O oh Lord God, and that now we can come before you in prayer, O oh God, because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, we can come as we are in reverent faith and in humility, O oh God, pouring out our heart to you, O oh God, knowing, O oh God, that we, you invite us now to come because of what Jesus has done and that we, O oh Lord God, are now a royal priesthood because of Jesus Christ, our great high priest. Thank you for your word. Thank you for that reality, O oh God. Thank you so much, O oh God, for that threefold anointing that you've given to all of us believers, oh God, as prophets, priests, and kings. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord, for that testimony, Lord. And we thank you for the for the hall of faith found in Hebrews 11, oh God. Thank you for the testimony of those who have gone before, oh Lord God. People who were just as flawed as we are, people who were at times committed great sins, oh God, and at times did great exploits for you, Lord God. In the same ways, oh God, that we do the same. Thank you, oh God, that we, oh Lord God, can walk by faith, oh Lord God, and help us, oh Lord, to know, oh God, that we too are foreigners, oh God, and sojourners here in this land, awaiting a better city, a better country, a heavenly one, oh Lord. So hasten the day, oh Lord. We look to you and we wait, oh Lord, for Christ's return. I pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. The First Nations Version is a translation of the New Testament that captures the simplicity, clarity, and beauty of native storytellers in English, while remaining faithful to the original language of the Bible. Here a reading from one of this week's passages, Hebrews chapter 10, verses 21 
through 23. Since we have such a great chief holy man, who is head man of Creator's Family Lodge, let us draw near with honest hearts, trusting fully in what the Chosen One has done. For our hearts have been washed clean from guilt and shame, and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us get a firm and steady hold on this hope we say is ours. For the One who made the promise to us can be fully trusted. Whether you are native or not, you will experience the scriptures in a new way. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code THE WORD. That's promo code T H E W O R D at ivpress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee.